Speeding, speeding, and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, June 7th, 2021. We're scanning on today's episode. We got my return to comedy. And uh, also, I did... I did some other shit too, but you know I'm gonna mainly talk about what I did to you on the microphone. If you see me in the park show or on TV, as Big Drew, the comedian, and he's back, and you know he's feeling funny again. Hi, welcome to the show. This is Big Drew. Wait, no, I don't say that. I what do I say? <laughs> this is this week with Drew. I know I, the Big Drew is my rapper name. Uh, hi, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you? Hello, everybody. And new people. I know there's going to be a couple new people that met me at the show on Friday. So hello. How are you? Thank you for listening to the show. Let's start off with a little bit of a... How was my motherfucking weekend? How was my weekend? Because it's Monday. This is the Monday show. Okay, so... How was my weekend? Well, some of the people listening to the show know how my weekend was because they saw me. Uh, Shout out to uh, our Patreons and Drew Crew and also Buttle Huddle and uh, just comedy super fans, Nick and Mac, uh, for coming down to the show. And uh, Michael and Jen were there too. Uh, Fucking comedy, Toronto comedy super fans, Rivoli super fans. And then uh, and then I had a couple other homies that came down too. Fucking uh, my buddy Ed and his girl, my buddy Renee. Formerly of the Johnstones, uh, guitar player in the fucking Johnstones, came down uh, to watch the show. And then also um, uh, Courtney was there with her friends, and uh, it was fucking awesome. And the show was incredible. It was at Toronto Music uh, fucking Music Park or some shit like that. Toronto Music Music Park or something. And uh, anyways, it was like outside and it's like an amphitheater. There's like a graded steps. It's like for people to sit. And then there's a little part of like under the willow tree where we set up and it's like facing the CN Tower and it's like right on the water. And it's like this picturesque like place to do a show. And it's like right on the water. Uh, Like if you're from Vancouver, it's kind of like on the seawall, like Toronto's version of the seawall. And uh, so we set up and my buddy Braden's running the show. He did a really, really good job. We're going to kind of like, I'm going to kind of tag team with him on the AV now a little bit and kind of take care of that side and a couple other techie things. So, uh, cause the show went so well. I normally, I, I wasn't really going to be a part of like running a show any, I was kind of like done that once I moved here, cause I'd ran shows my whole time in Edmonton and I was like, this is too much headache. Like I just want to focus on doing comedy and like running comedy is like, you kind of do it. The only reason you run comedy is to like get stage time for yourself and then have like a bargaining chip with like out of town comedians to like get stage time on when you leave. Pretty much. And anybody who says different is lying. <laughs> you only do it so you could be like, I'm a guy with a, a microscopic sphere of influence in this town. And you better fucking hit me back when I come to your microscopic sphere of influence in your town. <laughs> but some guys, they got that peen and they wield it. So anyways, the show on Friday was really fucking good. And I wanted to get a part of it because... For the sake of doing comedy, because you guys have heard me been talking about this shit for the so so long all over the pandemic. Like, why the fuck? What am I doing? Like, all mad the depression cast in fucking February. <laughs> That's Taryn named it the depression cast. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he fucking heard it. He's like, are you okay? On the Discord. So go on the Discord too. But um, 
So the show was so fucking fantastic and everyone was there. It's like it was like a magical, one of those like magical evenings where the people were there for all the right reasons. Everybody who was there wanted to be there. They were there for the show. Even if they weren't, they were, they saw that it was like initially they didn't know it was a show. They sit and they were like, oh my God, there's a comedy show going on here. Like we have to stop and watch this. Like a couple people came up to me and said that after. And, uh, and it was great. And the show, the lineup was really good. Lots of really good comics. People were throwing haymakers too. I was up like after Che Dorena, which is, I got a funny story to talk about that. But, uh, the show was really good. Like everyone went up, was throwing fucking haymakers. Danny Martinello went up and just like blew the, blew a hole in the sky, channeling like Jim Carrey and like uh, this, the, the ethereal fucking, gods of of energy comedy of like high energy comedy and he just tapped into that and it went to the point where even my buddy renee says like i wonder if there's gonna be any alberta left for drew <laughs> it's like did danny use up all the fucking energy <laughs> but ours it's a similar wavelength but we operate on a different fucking on uh it's like a, it's the same frequency i guess but it's like a different uh how can i describe it it's like uh, it's like a metal solo versus a jazz solo, and in this instance, ja- Danny is a fucking metal solo, and I'm a jazz solo. Like they're both really fast arpeggios, but one's a little bit cleaner. <laughs> but not to say, but so Danny just goes up there and just like he just goes up there and just starts shredding, just like he's just doing like the verbal fucking equivalent of that, and then. <laughs> And then a couple other guys are just throwing haymakers. So I'm like, okay, fuck, what am I going to do, right? Because I want to, like, you know, be true to myself, work on new shit, whatever, whatever, whatever. But then I was thinking about it. It's like I just do comedy. We got to think back to the reason why you do comedy. Because now that all the stuff, the climbing the ladder, the doing comedy for the sake of doing comedy and and – and just like you know, being so like unilaterally focused on a singular goal – and and then having to re you know re configure your personality, and then how do I reintegrate the, this thing that was my ultimate um, you know driving force in life? How do I reintegrate it into my life? And then you go back to all you have to ask yourself is like why do I why did I choose to do this in the first place? Like why when I was in I remember the moment I decided to do comedy I was in fucking grade nine, and. I, uh, and it was not even my grade eight textbook. I didn't even decide to do it. It says I want to be a comedian in my grade nine, sorry, my grade nine, uh, not textbook, uh, yearbook. It says, where do you see yourself after high school? And I, it says stand up comedian. Um, but I didn't even write that. I wrote doing your mom and then they changed it to stand up comedian. So, and now every, uh, I posted on Facebook and, you know, that's the one way how to use Facebook is like to be the sappy, like get the fucking accomplishment guy Facebook going. And I used to be that guy on Facebook, but I'm like, those likes are fake. It's, you're just doing it for, you know what I mean? When you're crafting some fucking paragraph with a big picture at the end to like fucking show everybody like, wow, look at what you did. So, but I remember that my actual decision to do comedy wasn't long after that yearbook came out. It was, I was touring high schools and I knew I was going to go to East Glen. And they had a big theater there. And then the improv team was doing improv to show like, oh, this is a program at East Glen. We have this improv program. And it was like Rogan Knight, rest in peace. He just passed away from cancer. And Stephen Goyette, calm. And uh, Doug Wheeler and Nick Shostak all doing stand-up, com- or all doing improv 
uh, short form theater sports. And then I remember watching them and in that sitting in that theater being like, and I said, I looked over at my mom and I said, I want to do this. Like, I want to do that. And that was it. And then I fucking, because it just was like, so it looked so fun. Like those guys looked like they were just like Doug Wheeler was the funniest fucking guy. And like, they were just so funny. Like, I don't know. There was just something free and they just were just so funny. And it would just seem like, I don't know. I knew I was funny and it was just like, it kind of just met. I don't know. You just are like, this is why, what I do. Like, I just want to do it because it's fun and I like it. And then to tap into that same feeling of like grade nine, sitting in the theater, watching those guys do theater sports. I had that same energy going. Courtney was really helpful with that. Just like helping me fucking get in the headspace of it. And then, and then I, so everyone's throwing haymakers and I'm like, Hey, am I going to fall back into my own pattern of being like, Oh, I got to go smash whatever. And then just be like, Mr. Alberta guy, tell the same fucking joke. I have a million times. Uh, but then I was like, no, man, just go up and have like, just why are you doing this? I'm like, I'm here to just go have fun, like get on stage and just go, you know, <laughs> like just fucking have everybody look at me and do a little fucking song and a dance, right? <laughs> That's why. And then I went up and with that energy and it just felt so fucking good. And I had some of those jokes, I, the material I was I had been working on through COVID. So it definitely wasn't anything new, new, like first time on stage new, but I was working through it. Um, and they kind of just came together and they, it was magic. There was like 250 people there. Oh yeah. And I went after Che Durena. It was like 2 million followers on TikTok. And then as soon as he got off stage, like half the crowd left and it was a natural pee break. So it wasn't really like, so it was a combination of a natural pee break plus I think of people that were his fans that might've been there to see him. So next time I'm going to go before the guy with more followers, <laughs> but uh, but then, yeah, it went good. And I knew I, I was like, I started, the, I do this thing in Edmonton where I'm like, how many people have ever seen me do comedy before, which is the thing I had to start doing when I was coming back from the road. Cause I didn't know, you know, like how many, t- I've been doing comedy in the city for fucking ever. So I didn't want to always give them the same juice. And I was coming back so much that I'd have to be like, okay, like I re, re- listen to the set from the last time I was at like Empress, which was, it would have been like three to four months ago. And then if I can, and it, if everyone there saw me last time, it's like, okay, well, I can't do that set. Or, and then if they haven't, then it's like, all right, let's shrink, shrink, shrinkity in there with the old bits. Um, so yeah, I just did this bit about Mexico and a bit, a bit about flower and, uh, you know, the pandemic and it had a little bit of like sociology kind of twinge to it. And, and, and then I kind of freeballed like r- walking around with the sign of the show and stuff. And I don't know, it just went really well. And, uh. And it just felt nice to be like back in the saddle. And then, yeah, my buddy Renee and Ed both saw me. They're like, yeah, buddy, you fucking still got it, man. Renee's seen me a bunch. Like he's seen me probably do comedy like 10 or 15 times. And he's like, oh, yeah, you still got it, buddy. Like <laughs> I was like, nice, man. Um, and yeah, so that's what I did on on uh, on Friday. Is that what I did on Friday? Yeah, that's what I did on fucking Friday. Um, and then Saturday morning so friday and then i'm all fucking jacked from the show right like i am buzzing like there is no adrenaline rush like getting off a set and just smashing in front of 200 people and it's the first time i've had that hit in a long time too so i'm like a fucking heroin guy who misjudged his dose eh? <laughs> i used to do four hits but i got clean i can only so anyways i was just buzzing so i didn't fall asleep until like two but i had to be up at like 7.30 because I was going to fucking up north to put the dock in, which is like 
I got Alex Moore fucking gave me this phrase. He goes, if you can stay out and party with the boys, then you can get up and work with the men. And fucking God damn it. That is what I do. So I fucking woke up, popped uh, 1,200, no, 1,600 milligrams of ibuprofen, took a fucking nice cold shower, and uh, had a glass of tea, and then hit the road, buddy. And then went in with the boys, went in with fucking, uh, you know, Courtney's dad and their uncle and uh, and a couple other other male family members, and uh, just did a little boys work in the sun, had a beer when we were done. And fucking Bob's your uncle, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a good weekend. And then on Sunday, I bought a fucking hibachi. And there was 16 bucks, bro. So Nick, I got you beat on your $20 one. I got a $16 fucking hibachi. <laughs> so, uh, and because Canadian tires are cocksuckers, bro. They're like, yo, uh, they're like, yeah, you want to buy something? Like you order it online and then you have to pick it up tomorrow. And I'm like, can I get it today? And they're like, no. But I'm like, I'm here with money and I want that thing. I can see it. And they're like, no. <laughs> it's like, well, then fuck you. I'm going to go to Home Hardware, you cocksucker. I drove all the way to the Parkdale and got a hibachi. And then we had a little grill in the corner, by the corner of all the corner bros. And we were just fucking nostalgia. And it was so nice. And I had Cops Donuts in the morning. And it was just so nice to just be out in the sun grilling on a fucking hibachi with the boys. We had a bunk-ass Frisbee. It was probably the worst Frisbee I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like a promotional, like, work. You know when you, like, get something from, like, work? And it's like, a, there's, like, a little Frisbee in there, too, with that sh- dumb shirt and the fucking pa- pamphlet. <laughs> and you got all that crap in that fucking tote bag. And you're like, I don't want any of this in this bag. <laughs> I'm never going to use this bag, this logo, this shirt. All of this is going to go to fucking in the garbage or, like, You'll see some dude in like Africa wearing a fucking McKesson training shirt, a McKesson fucking company picnic shirt. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> so yeah, I had a fucking good weekend. Comedy's back. I feel back. I feel back to doing comedy. So we're going to do that every fucking Friday now. And I've inserted myself as the fucking AV guy. So there you go. Um,. Cowbell Comedy every Friday at the fucking Toronto Water Music Park or whatever the fuck. That's what the show is called. Okay. Promotional, speaking of the show, promotional consideration for this show is provided by our Patreons. Anthony, Blair, my fucking Joel, who were, oh yeah, we're supposed to have a, uh, oh fuck. I hope I put that in my, cal- in my calendar. We're supposed to have a uh, Zoom lesson. Did I put that in my calendar? No, on Tuesday. Okay, yes I did. We're having a Zoom lesson. I'm going to teach him how to use his mixer. And Joel and Nick and Mac, who uh, are the, got, we're at the show on Friday, and Bubba and Marnus and Taryn and Bryce and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame. Call that it Andre. Say they name if you want to support the show. It's only five bucks. It's a fucking five bucks a month, buddy. It's a cold cut combo, a six inch cold cut combo. What? You wouldn't, you, you don't, you wouldn't buy that for me? <laughs> If we were both at Subway and all I asked for was a six-inch cold-cut combo, would you not say, that's cool, Drew? I like your podcast. (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying that. Okay. And also from our sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.com. Right now, they're having a a promo. Spend 150 bucks. Get 500 milligrams worth of lollipops. Uh, And I can tell you right now, Nick and Mac, they fucking smashed those. Um, immediately I handed it over and then fucking Nick 
ripped the wrapper off and ate it immediately. I've never gone edible from per- from like time of like receiving to in my mouth have be like one second. I've never done that before. <laughs> I've always had to contemplate. <laughs> and I was fucking stoked to see that. Uh, so go to kingtutscannabis.com, use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order, and you will get that. Um, I've been smoking on the Tom Ford Pink Kush as always, and the Donkey Jizz or something. What the fuck is this called? Crazy Glue. Oh yeah, the other one. <laughs> donkey Jizz. Crazy Glue. Kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order. King Tut's Cannabis. Smoke like an Egyptian. Okay, and that's all for the Monday show, uh, except for Dad Rock now. So hold up, I gotta. Oh, this is tragic. My dad, my backing track site that I've been using for fifteen, like ten years, more than that, fifteen years, is gone. It just disappeared. Yet last week, and I don't know what happened. And I'm happy I was downloading tracks off there, but there's a guy on there. His username is Keep On Rocking, <laughs> and that guy was a good musician, man. He wrote some really fucking good backing tracks, and they were mixed really well too. <clears throat> they sounded awesome. And that was most of the tracks that you guys heard. So rest in peace, guitar backing tracks uh, under the letter J, and then scroll down to J for jam tracks, and then use your keep on rocking. Okay, fuck. So I got a new one from YouTube now. Okay, so I'm just going to shred all the way through until the end now, because uh, I just, I don't know. <laughs> this one is so gnarly. practice guitar in a long time fuck all right fuck i'm gonna yeah 20 minutes this is good enough Okay. 
<laughs> got to practice, man. I got blisters on me fingers. 